All right, all right, all right. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Relationship Stuff 101 podcast here on this Sunday, May 23rd, 2021. Hopefully, everybody has had a good weekend. We got Memorial Day weekend coming up next weekend, so hopefully you guys got some great things planned ahead of you. So, getting right back into it. We are breaking down the book by Bad Basics, Black Women, The Laughing Stock of America. And we're finding out if we agree, disagree, or if we're going to take this information that's being given to help change, motivate, or somehow inspire you to do better and to be better. So, like before I've always done with each episode, we are going to read the disclaimer first. Although the title of this book may be seen as harsh and condemning, this is one book of a series that is written for the betterment of black women in today's society, or today's America. It is meant to be somewhat strategical, yet address important issues. So they're hoping that by the end of this, and we'll continue with this podcast, because I see this podcast is getting a lot of uh, traction, we'll continue until we are finished with the book, if that's okay with you guys. Um, if you're not following Relationship Stuff 101 on Twitter or Instagram, I implore you to do that now. If you're following the Facebook group or you're not, I implore you to follow Relationship Stuff 101 on Facebook. Also, check out the Purple Pill Perspective on YouTube and subscribe there as well. But if, you know, at a certain point, hey, we had enough, we're, we're not getting as much encouragement as we're getting as much disagreement, then guys, I would stop. But until that point, I will continue and will continue with number 21. Informing people you have white or Indian in your family. What is the purpose of searching far back into your family lineage lineage, to find someone non-black in your family? I imagine it is because it makes you seem exotic, excuse me, different. But in reality, it makes you seem insecure and ashamed of being who you are. At the end of the day, your hair will still be the same texture and your skin color will not change. Love you for who you are, not who you, who your great, great, great grandmother was. Do you think white people are trying to find in their family tree? Do you think white people are trying to find you in their family tree? Use that energy to find your lineage to Africa, where your ancestors were kings and queens, Instead of claiming relatives that were possibly raped by slaves. Now, that good Indian here that you may want to connect to Native America. What number 21 is basically stressing to you is that a lot of that good here and that, that nice complexion was given to you by the fact that a lot of African slaves were raped by European people. 
and that great hair that you have comes from the fact that an African woman had a baby who is now a mulatto with good hair and a nice complexion passing down all of this great how you want to say beauty if you want if you're calling it that to you not understanding the tragedy that happened in order for you to acquire that beauty let's move on to number 22 stop saying people talk white because they are articulate being intelligent and speaking properly isn't something just white people do that says a lot about what you think about yourself and your people to think that black people and ignorance go hand in hand now once again I said ignorance is the unknown the unknowing of something means you're ignorant to it but ignorance is basically the same thing you're not knowing but how you articulate yourself the certain type of vernacular that you use can also be attached to the environment that you grew up in and because you grew up in the environment where using slang is your only way to communicate you'll think that's the best way of communication and once someone comes in using the proper vernacular which the English language uh, contains you'll call them white because they're actually using words that don't attach to what you're used to perfectly speaking intelligence doesn't have a color it doesn't intelligence is intelligence it doesn't have a color so you're not intelligent because you're white you're intelligent because you've taken the time to educate yourself and reach a certain level of intelligence so no we should not tell someone they they sound white because they sound intelligent they sound intelligent because they are educated let's move on to number 23 Use a slang when talking to someone who doesn't know Ebonics. It's funny how 20 it's funny how 22 and 23 basically connect. Learn to speak proper English because it is a universal language. The more ways you know how to communicate, the more people you interact with. You wouldn't take Spanish to someone from China. Sometimes you have to conform your speech depending on with whom you talk to. This does not mean you change your personality. You just become more relatable. Now, in order to relate to someone in a certain conversation, you may work at McDonald's and I love to see you smile is the front you have to put on while you're at Mickey D's. Everything that some people read a script. Like if you ever worked at a call center, they have scripts for you to use. And that's who you are for 12 hours, 10 hours, and 8 hours. That's who you are. So the vernacular that they need you to use during that job is not your Ebonics. They need you to use this. So when you start talking Ebonics, the only people who are going to understand it is the people who speak Ebonics as well. But Ebonics should not be your mother language. It should not be the language that you feel great 
you feel comfortable with using because in a certain setting, in a certain setting, you may not be at McDonald's, but you may be at the Fortune 500 company. And that Ebonics is not going to get you to that CEO position. So if you want to be the CEO, CFO, you know, uh, CCO, whichever one you want to be, you're going to need to change up using Ebonics. And you're going to need to use proper English in order to move up in the world. Number 24. Stop improperly using the black card. Assuming whenever a white person does something you don't like, they are automatically racist. It's lazy. It's a lazy cop-out. You have to know when and how to play your hand. Life has dealt you a hand that includes being black. But you have to know how to play. You can't always play the race card just because a white person does something you disagree with. Today's society, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've seen a lot of crazy things happen last year with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, and so many more people. And we have become angered by these different events. And even uh, about a couple of months ago, about a half a month ago, with the 16-year-old female who was shot who was shot and killed in front of her home after trying to stab a woman, even there, we looked at that as injustice when justice was served. We can't let our anger trump our logic. When our anger starts to trump our logic, guys, we don't become logical people. We become angry people. And as we become angry people, we push the angry narrative. And when the angry narrative is pushed, we never become better as a people. We stay angry. And that's what people believe we are. As black people, they believe we are angry people. And when we enter situations around others, if we are not angry, we are automatically looked at as angry because that's who our people are attached to. I'll let that set in for a minute. Number 25. Start referring to everyone as bitches and niggas. <laughs> Oh man, or bitch ass niggas, whichever one y'all want to say. Black women need to stop degrading each other and their men. It doesn't make any sense to call your friend and loved ones by names you would otherwise get offended by. If a white person or someone you are not close to said it, you should feel offended all the time and on an unconscious level it negatively affects you I believe number 21 through 25 they're all connected it talks about presence it talks about speech and it talks about how you present yourself and how you relate to people that you are so close to and how people on the outside 
would say, why do you get offended when I call you a nigger? But you turn around and tell Jermaine he's your nigger. Why do you get offended when I say the B word? But do you turn around and tell Sharonda she's your main B? Indirectly, guys, you make yourself look crazy by doing that. Um, have y'all ever heard of uh, <laughs> two wrongs don't make it right? You know, here in this conversation about that number 25, you're saying two wrongs is right. She is your main B and Tyrone is your nigga. But if you would like for people to not use that same type of French, maybe it's time for you to leave Paris. If y'all see what I just did there. <clears throat> Number 26. Stop wearing ghetto fabulous hairstyles. <laughs> oh, that just made me think of the, uh, the song with uh, Maya. And old dirty bastard, ghetto superstar. If y'all don't know that song, I implore y'all to look it up right after you watch this, listen to this podcast. Ghetto superstar. If you know the song, you know what I'm talking about. Unless you are in a hair show, there is no reason you should be walking around with skyscraper hairdos and definitely no multicolored weaves or wigs. You look ridiculous. And like you don't give a damn about how the world, <clears throat> excuse me, see, <clears throat> excuse me, sees you. Who in the hell would take you seriously, walking around, looking like a skittles bag, exposed on your head? <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, um, ladies, those type of hairstyles were really popular in the early '90s and in the mid '90s. I'm from up north. We rarely seen females up north with those hairstyles. Those hairstyles are really popping in like places like Atlanta, Memphis, Tennessee, probably L.A. A lot of southern Houston, Texas. A lot of southern women were hearing, wearing those hairstyles. There's a hairstyle called the Beehive. I know y'all probably know that hairstyle. It's really popular. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. When I had braids, I had the Beehive in my head. That's just how popular that hairstyle was. Now, if you got the beehive and you got different braid colors, yeah, it does look bananas. But that's some people's way of expressing who they are indirectly. And it's a it's a um, a huge way of expressing their personality. It stands out. I want to stand out. But sometimes standing out may be a bad thing. <coughs> Excuse me. Depending on where you're at. Sometimes standing out may be a bad thing for you. Being noticed, being put on put in the spotlight. Unless you're at the hair show. I've seen there's a documentary I watched some years ago. And it's actually a documentary by Chris Rock too. That has to do, I think, with black hair. One of the one of the two. I ain't gonna do that to y'all. We're gonna Google that. <clears throat> yes 
it's called Black Hair by Chris Rock. It was uh, it's a documentary that came out in 2009. If you guys have not seen it, I implore you to go watch that movie. It's a really good documentary uh, by Chris Rock. Um, number 27. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. I'm trying to clear my throat. I feel like I can't clear it enough. We're in ridiculously long weaves. At least get a reasonable length that looks like it could be your hair. It just calls attention to the fact that you are wearing fake hair. It is supposed to look realistic, not ridiculous. I mean, sometimes, you know, you want to add a little length to your hair. And some people feel actually feel better when they have hair that goes past their shoulders and makes them feel better about themselves. <clears throat> so maybe if that's what it is, you feel better about who you are because you have a longer weave, it may be time for self-reflection. But if you have a longer weave just to have some length, that's something different. But if people know you, like if you say, let's say you work somewhere where you're seen by a lot of people on a daily basis number 27 is saying you don't want to come to work with your natural hair and then next week you got hair down to your butt <laughs> even though that, that's going to look crazy to people they automatically know it's a weave you don't want to alert people to the fact that you have a weave and this is what number 27 is trying to say you know but in today's society, and people have been wearing weave for years now, it wouldn't really make a big difference. That basis is just trying to change you back to someone who does something logically and not illogical. <clears throat> Number 28. Stop consistently wearing weave and that you begin to neglect your own hair. Some women wear weave so much that they start to believe that they're that is their own. They will spend hours making sure the weave and wigs are in top condition, but won't take care of their own hair. In the meantime, your real hair is screaming for attention and becomes damaged as a result. You guys may have never seen have you ever seen someone who has braids and then they're side then they're uh their sides are missing they may have put so much attention into the fact that they're using the weave to compensate for their real hair and now their real hair is coming out and it's so damaged because they're not taking care of it um a lot of times too which is crazy you'll see a lot of a lot of females probably they'll just take out one hairstyle and do a little bit to their hair and then go get another hairstyle. They'll have the hairstyle in within a week and the next thing you know they're patting their head because they haven't completely washed their hair or their hair, you know, their scalp is so scalp is so damaged and flaky that the dandruff is increased and now they have to pat down their hair extremely hard because they have not taken the time to make sure that their real hair is conditioned enough before they throw on their next um, weave or wig number 29 stop wearing weaves all the way down your back 
when the edges of your hair are broken off. That's what I was just talking about. I was just talking about the edges of your hair being broken off. What do you think you are fooling? Who do you think you are fooling with hair all the way down your back? But at the same time, you won't take care of your own hair and now have a receding hairline. You look absolutely insane. <laughs> That's what I was just talking about, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah. Now, when I used to get braids, uh, if we've always said when you get braided, your hair braided by the Africans, which we shouldn't say that. When you get your hair braided by certain people, they braid tighter than others. So a lot of times those braids are so tight that they're pulling your hair out. So your, your braids are actually not supposed to be that tight, which means you're not actually supposed to get braids that much that are that tight. Eventually, like when you have dreads, if y'all see Little Wayne, shout out to Little Wayne. I'm not getting that Little Wayne, but when you get those dreads twisted up so tight all the time, it starts to pull your hair out. That's why Little Wayne's dreads look the way that they do. He doesn't even have no dreads in the front no more. They're gone. Now, I don't know if that's because of his lineage, which basically means that he's going to be bald one day, or it's due to the fact that he consistently kept getting those braids twisted tightly and eventually start to pull his hair out. Now you look crazy. We think Little Wayne is a laughing stock now, right? Some of y'all probably giggled when I said that. Now y'all see what Bad Basics is trying to do. Trying not to make you a laughing stock like Little Wayne. Finally, last but not least, but not last, number 30. Stop getting on TV and making a fool of yourselves in your community. When you see a camera crew that wants to interview, just say no. They always pick a black person they know can they can exploit and make a fool of. That's coonery for you guys who don't know. We've seen the uh, the lady, uh, uh, I think it's Sugar Brown. Um, ain't nobody got time for that. We ain't gonna do that once again. We're going to Google that. I forgot her name, but we're about to find out. I think it's Sweet Sugar Brown. Sugar. Yeah, I think... Yes, her name is... uh, Sweet Sugar Brown. That's her name. In the video, if you guys have not heard it, okay. We're going... I'm going to do this for you guys. If you guys have not heard it, we're going to hear it right now. guys have never heard that you heard it now i want you i want to i want to introduce y'all to another one you guys may many of you may remember mr charles ramsey many of you guys may remember charles ramsey with the uh, interview about amanda berry excuse the ad guys 
gonna come up with nothing. I figured, I mean, whoever she was, and like I said, my neighbor, like, you, you got you got the, some big testicles to pull this off, bro. Because we see this dude every day. I mean, every day. How long have I lived here? I've been here a year. You should know what I'm wrong? Barbecue with, with this dude. We eat ribs and, and whatnot and listen to salsa music. You should. Now, I'm not gonna, you, you guys have probably heard that interview with Charles Ramsey, and I'm not picking on Mr. Ramsey because. He's a hero, so he didn't look for the camera crew. To look, the camera crew looked for him. He saved Amanda Berry, but a lot of people, when they see that video, they look at how Charles looks. His hair is not looking correct. I mean, they just interviewed the man while he was outside smoking a cigarette, and he did what he did when he's telling the news reporter. He was outside smoking a cigarette, and then all of this happens to him. You know, so they didn't look for him. But what this is basically saying, even with Sweet Sugar Brown, you know, they came to her and she got on there and they always look for you to do these exaggerating things. You guys may also know the video with the guy who had his hair wrapped up. He started going really crazy talking to his friends, talking about his friends and what happened. You guys probably don't know that interview. I forgot what interview that was. Uh... You, you, if you looked on YouTube and you look at the most funniest interviews the most funniest interviews ever most of the people that you see are people of African descent and a lot of them you know if, even when you look when you google it a lot of them are people of African descent so, once again, after Sweet Sugar Brown, so many people of African descent started to go to camera crews and put on a show. They love the cooning. The video, when you look it up, funniest live TV news interviews gone wrong. 44 years ago, it's got 44 million views for your entertainment. Which means, while you laughed at Sugar Brown, while you laughed at Charles Ramsey, and while you laugh at all these people of African descent that are on here, it makes us a laughing stop. I believe that was a great way to bring number 30 to life to y'all. And hopefully it makes sense. Hopefully this whole podcast makes sense to you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you made it this far, if you made it, you're at the end. You made it to the end of the road. No pun intended. <laughs> to boys and men. Although we come to the end of the road. Um, if you like the podcast, share the podcast. I'm trying to reach at least a hundred monthly listeners. Um, by the end of the year, I want to at least get to a thousand monthly listeners. The podcast is really starting to take off, and I thank you guys who are listening to the podcast or who tunes in every weekend. Excuse me for taking off last weekend. I had to take care of some personal business. Plus, my wife's birthday was last weekend. Um, and nobody gets in front of mama so when mama has a special day she comes first um so if you guys enjoyed once again share the podcast uh follow on uh twitter follow me on instagram uh, start a conversation join the facebook group relationship stuff 101 um once again check out the Purple Pill Perspective on YouTube. Subscribe there if you want to. And ladies and gentlemen, that's it. I want to thank you for listening to Relationship Stuff 101's podcast.
podcast here on this Sunday, May 23rd, 2021. I've been your host, Shakir Henderson. You ladies stay positive. You gentlemen stay positive as well. With a lot of positivity, we create a greater outlook. And with your understanding compared with my understanding, we create a greater understanding. I'll catch y'all on the next podcast. Peace. All right, all right. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Relationship Stuff 101 podcast here on this May 31st, 2021. I got a special one for y'all today, ladies and gentlemen. I did this podcast last year. But I can't go without doing this podcast this year because this year marks the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa City Massacre, also known as Black Wall Street. So Without further ado, we're going to get right into it. I've done a nice amount of research. And I got some things that I want to talk about here with you guys today. To talk about this incident. An incident that the city of Tulsa has tried to say never occurred or it may be cause a blemish to be put upon the city shedding a dark cloud over that city but sometimes when we hide things and we keep secrets that's where we create the dark cloud the dark cloud is not created by the history the dark cloud is created by hiding the history When we talk about the history, we shed light and we bring light upon subjects. Subjects that were submerged and now are coming to the forefront. I want to talk first about Red Summer of 1919. Many black people, many black men coming back home to America after fighting in World War I was searching for their freedom. They felt as though if they fight over there or fought over there in World War I and they helped America win this battle why can't they come home and enjoy the fruits of their labor? Why do they still have to be hated on? And why do they still have to be marginalized? And why do they still have to be lynched? And why do they still have to be treated as though they are not human? You know, 1% of the population, 
Why do they still have to be treated this way? These men, these servicemen who serve their country, also it's Memorial Day, so salute to those servicemen. Those servicemen who serve their country and they fought hard to bring home the win for America only to come home and still lose. Thanks to a movie that came out in 1915 called The Birth of a Nation, we've seen the rise of the Ku Klux Klan. And that rise of the Ku Klux Klan became something that was sort of a hindrance to people of African descent because these people still felt as though black people were nothing more than servicemen as in serving them, not serving their country. So these black men went out and they tried to claim their piece of the American dream. And in these fights, they ran into a lot of um, backlash. And they ran into a lot of avenues that were not fit for them to walk down. Race riots broke out all across America. Chicago, D.C. Even one of the worst race riots that broke out in Elaine, Arkansas on September 30th and last all the way till October 1st. On September 30th, a white officer was killed by a group of black sharecroppers. So an army of 500 men, white men, was put together to come to Aline, Arkansas and kill all of the black sharecroppers in which they were successful in killing 200 black people. Excuse me. Black people all across America were doing their due diligence to build up and to live and to bring that American dream to life. As I mentioned in the podcast last year, Oklahoma was a free state. Once Oklahoma became a state, Oklahoma went right under the segregation laws, the Jim Crow law, and the city itself was separated into the North and the South. Red Summer brings us to Tulsa, Oklahoma, May 30th, 1921. Tulsa was separated by train tracks. On one side of the tracks, you had a booming oil business. Oil industry ran by men of European descent building, thriving, and pursuing their part of the American dream. 
on the other side, you have what is considered one of the most prominent black communities of that time. Booker T. Washington went on to say that this neighborhood was so prominent and was building so fast and was so successful that he adorned the name Black Wall Street upon this neighborhood. Such a joyous and wonderful place for someone to call home who was a black man trying to find his piece of the American pie after 1919. After a long day of shining shoes and doing his due diligence, Dick Rowland goes over to an office building, which is known as the Drexel Building. Now, back then, as you know, most of the restrooms were segregated. Whites only here, blacks only here. But Dick Rowland had an agreement with the owner of the Drexel Building that they can use his restrooms when need be. So instead of using the black bathrooms, which were less cared for, he decided he would go over to the Drexel building and use the bathrooms, which were cleaner. Upon his arrival at the Drexel building, he steps onto an elevator. Now, these elevators, if you don't know what these elevators look like, they look like freight elevators. I don't know if you ever saw the elevator back in the day where you have a, a latch that you pull forward and when you pull that latch forward that latch makes the elevator go up and down they used to have people control the elevator instead of you having to push buttons they used that latch and they had someone working it The young white teenager who just so happened to be working it that day, Sarah Page, is greeted by Dick Rowland. And as Dick Rowland steps onto the elevator, he trips and tries to use Sarah for balance. As he touches Sarah, she yelps and is heard by someone else working in the building. And as she screams, I'm sure Dick ran out of the elevator because ladies and gentlemen, you're a 19 year old black boy in 1921. If a white girl 
screams, you know automatically to get the hell out of there. Because the only thing left for you at that point is death. So Dick Rowland makes it off of the elevator. And he makes it home. Later on that day, a group of white extremists, we'll call them, goes to his house and brings Dick Rowland to the other side of the tracks to the courthouse where Dick Rowland would be tried and executed <clears throat> excuse me all in the same setting <clears throat> excuse me guys the newspapers now this is this is no longer May 30th this is May 31st which is today a hundred years ago the newspaper article reads Negro will be lynched tonight. It goes on to say that Dick Rowland didn't assault Sarah Page but raped Sarah Page. <clears throat> Which angered the people on the other side of the tracks. Not having a nigger feel as though he can assault a white woman and get away with it. This group storms upon the courthouse demanding he be hanged immediately. Now, remember the summer, red summer, those World War I veterans that wanted their piece of the American pie. The same men, men like B.C. Franklin, came down to the courthouse as well with rifles and with their guns demanded that Dick Rowland be set free. As they approach, an altercation happens. And accidentally, a gun goes off. Once that gun goes off, someone is killed. After that, all hell breaks loose. For 16 hours, black people in Greenwood, Black Wall Street, will suffer at the fate of these angry white people. So what did they do? 
First, they started to bomb the businesses. And they went along the streets killing anybody of African descent. That's man, woman, and child. Now, I was horrified to find out that there were even white children walking the streets shooting other black children as well. Along with the bombings and the mass murder that was already taking place on the streets as people are running for cover out of their homes trying to flee and find some way to get away from this mob private airplanes are now flying overhead dropping hold on guys turpentine from the airplanes now I want you guys to understand this is these are Americans we're talking about. And these airplanes are dropping bombs basically on them like they're the enemy. Ridiculous. Cruel. Hatred. And for what? A misunderstanding that occurred inside of an elevator. <laughs> 